Chapter six of Revolution and Counter Revolution or Germany in eighteen forty eight. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Revolution and Counter Revolution or Germany in eighteen forty eight by Karl Marx. Chapter six The Berlin Insurrection. The second centre of revolutionary action was Berlin, and from what has been stated in the foregoing papers, it may be guessed that there this action was far from having that unanimous support of almost all classes by which it was accompanied in vienna in prussia the bourgeoisie had been already involved in actual struggles with the government a rupture had been the result of the united diet a bourgeois revolution was impending and that revolution might have been in its first outbreak quite as unanimous as that of vienna had it not been for the Paris Revolution of February. That event precipitated everything, while at the same time it was carried out under a banner totally different from that under which the Prussian bourgeoisie was preparing to defy its government. The Revolution of February upset in France the very same sort of government which the Prussian bourgeoisie was going to set up in their own country the revolution of february announced itself as a revolution of the working classes against the middle classes it proclaimed the downfall of middle-class government and the emancipation of the working man now the prussian bourgeoisie had of late had quite enough of working-class agitation in their own country after the first terror of the silesian riots had passed away they had even tried to give this agitation a turn in their own favour but they always had retained a salutary horror of revolutionary socialism and communism and therefore when they saw men at the head of the government in paris whom they considered as the most dangerous enemies of property order religion family and of the other penates of the modern bourgeois they at once experienced a considerable cooling down of their own revolutionary ardour they knew that the moment must be seized and that without the aid of the working masses they would be defeated and yet their courage failed them thus they sided with the government in the first partial and provincial outbreaks tried to keep the people quiet in berlin who during five days met in crowds before the royal palace to discuss the news and ask for changes in the government and when at last after the news of the downfall of metternich the king made some slight concessions the bourgeoisie considered the revolution as completed and went to thank his majesty for having fulfilled all the wishes of his people but then followed the attack of the military on the crowd the barricades the struggle and the defeat of royalty then everything was changed the very working classes which it had been the tendency of the bourgeoisie to keep in the background had been pushed forward had fought and conquered and all at once were conscious of their strength restrictions of suffrage of the liberty of the press of the right to sit on juries of the right of meeting restrictions that would have been very agreeable to the bourgeoisie because they would have touched upon such classes only as were beneath them now were no longer possible the danger of a repetition of the parisian scenes of anarchy was imminent before this danger all former differences disappeared against the victorious workingman although he had not yet uttered any specific demands for himself the friends and the foes of many years united and the alliance between the bourgeoisie and the supporters of the overturned system was concluded upon the very barricades of berlin the necessary concessions 
but no more than was unavoidable were to be made a ministry of the opposition leaders of the united diet was to be formed and in return for its services in saving the crown it was to have the support of all the props of the old government the feudal aristocracy the bureaucracy the army these were the conditions upon which messrs camphausen and hussenmann undertook the formation of a cabinet such was the dread evinced by the new ministers of the aroused masses that in their eyes every means was good if it only tended to strengthen the shaken foundations of authority they poor deluded wretches thought every danger of a restoration of the old system had passed away and thus they made use of the whole of the old state machinery for the purpose of restoring order not a single bureaucrat or military officer was dismissed not the slightest change was made in the old bureaucratic system of administration these precious constitutional and responsible ministers even restored to their posts those functionaries whom the people in the first heat of revolutionary ardour had driven away on account of their former acts of bureaucratic overbearing there was nothing altered in prussia but the persons of the ministers even the ministerial staffs in the different departments were not touched upon and all the constitutional place-hunters who had formed the chorus of the newly elevated rulers and who had expected their share of power and office were told to wait until restored stability allowed changes to be operated in the bureaucratic personnel which now were not without danger the king chapfallen in the highest degree after the insurrection of the eighteenth of march very soon found out that he was quite as necessary to these liberal ministers as they were to him the throne had been spared by the insurrection the throne was the last existing obstacle to anarchy the liberal middle class and its leaders now in the ministry had therefore every interest to keep on excellent terms with the crown the king and the reactionary camarilla that surrounded him were not slow in discovering this and profited by the circumstance in order to fetter the march of the ministry even in those petty reforms that were from time to time intended the first care of the ministry was to give a sort of legal appearance to the recent violent changes the united diet was convoked in spite of all popular opposition in order to vote as the legal and constitutional organ of the people a new electoral law for the election of an assembly which was to agree with the crown upon a new constitution the elections were to be indirect the mass of voters electing a number of electors who then were to choose the representative in spite of all opposition this system of double elections passed the united diet was then asked for a loan of twenty-five millions of dollars opposed by the popular party but equally agreed to these acts of the ministry gave a most rapid development to the popular or as it now called itself the democratic party this party headed by the petty trading and shopkeeping class and uniting under its banner in the beginning of the revolution the large majority of the working people demanded direct and universal suffrage the same as established in france a single legislative assembly and full and open recognition of the revolution of the eighteenth of march as the base of the new governmental system the more moderate faction would be satisfied with a thus democratized monarchy the more advanced demanded the ultimate establishment of the republic both factions agreed in recognizing the german national assembly at frankfurt as the supreme authority of the country 
while the constitutionalists and reactionists affected a great horror of the sovereignty of this body which they professed to consider as utterly revolutionary the independent movement of the working classes had by the revolution been broken up for a time the immediate wants and circumstances of the movement were such as not to allow any of the specific demands of the proletarian party to be put in the foreground in fact as long as the ground was not cleared for the independent action of the working men as long as direct and universal suffrage was not yet established as long as the thirty-six larger and smaller states continued to cut up germany into numberless morsels what else could the proletarian party do but watch the for them all-important movement of paris and struggle in common with the petty shopkeepers for the attainment of those rights which would allow them to fight afterwards their own battle there were only three points then by which the proletarian party in its political action essentially distinguished itself from the petty trading class or properly so-called democratic party firstly in judging differently the french movement with regard to which the democrats attacked and the proletarian revolutionists defended the extreme party in paris secondly in proclaiming the necessity of establishing a german republic one and indivisible while the very extremist ultras among the democrats only dared to sigh for a federative republic and thirdly in showing upon every occasion that revolutionary boldness and readiness for action in which any party headed by and composed principally of petty tradesmen will always be deficient the proletarian or really revolutionary party succeeded only very gradually in withdrawing the mass of the working people from the influence of the democrats whose tail they formed in the beginning of the revolution but in due time the indecision weakness and cowardice of the democratic leaders did the rest and it may now be said to be one of the principal results of the last year's convulsions that wherever the working class is concentrated in anything like considerable masses they are entirely freed from that democratic influence which led them into an endless series of blunders and misfortunes during eighteen forty eight and eighteen forty nine but we had better not anticipate the events of these two years will give us plenty of opportunities to show the democratic gentlemen at work the peasantry in prussia the same as in austria but with less energy feudalism pressing upon the whole not quite so hardly upon them here had profited by the revolution to free themselves at once from all feudal shackles but here from the reasons stated before the middle classes at once turned against them their oldest their most indispensable allies the democrats equally frightened with the bourgeoisie by what was called attacks upon private property failed equally to support them and thus after three months emancipation after bloody struggles and military executions particularly in silesia feudalism was restored by the hands of the until yesterday anti-feudal bourgeoisie there is not a more damning fact to be brought against them than this similar treason against its best allies against itself was never committed by any party in history and whatever humiliation and chastisement may be in store for this middle-class party it has deserved by this one act every morsel of it october eighteen fifty one chapter six